to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, any and all feedback is welcome. That feedback gets the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So today in the podcast, I'm going to do something interesting, fun, creative, at least in my opinion. If you have been listening to the podcast for a little bit, most of you out there know that I am a pretty big Harry Potter nerd. And I I just think that the mythological motifs found in the Harry Potter movies are incredibly deep and wide and they hold a really vast symbolism that can connect with a lot of different motifs as I mentioned and since my fiance and I are opening up our next book club for the book Trauma in the Soul by Donald Cowshed, I wanted to do an episode and open up with a part from the fifth Harry Potter book slash movie and I'm going to play a part of the movie. I'm going to link it in the show notes so if you're listening to the podcast head over to Apple iTunes and find the link in the show notes and it'll take you to this YouTube clip where you can actually have a visual representation of what's happening in this scene in the fifth Harry Potter movie and it's a scene in which Harry for the first time is actually in possession so Voldemort goes into his body and possesses him and he's trying to feed on all of the traumatic experiences and experiences of darkness that Harry has experienced over his life and this scene plays out of the wrestling of what it feels like to be in possession by darkness and in this book trauma in the soul donald cowshed talks about this mythological figure called dis and that figure is the thing that feeds on our past experiences of trauma that perpetuate the darkness feeding on the past traumas and i wanted to weave in some reading from trauma and the soul along with this scene from harry potter and then we can lace those together and create this conversation and if you guys are interested you can further that conversation in the book club that Rick and I are starting. It's not like we're going to be covering Harry Potter in the book club but I just think that this is a great amplification of what Calshed is actually talking about with this. So that being said enjoy this audio clip but then also if you're interested in having a visual because I think it's a really potent scene from the fifth movie go ahead to the show notes and click on that and you can watch it and then come back into the podcast and we'll do a little dissection and a breakdown.
you've lost, old man. Harry. So weak. So Look at me. Ah. Harry, it isn't how you are like. It's how you are not. You're the weak one, and you'll never know love or friendship. And I feel sorry for you. So what a powerful scene in the Harry Potter saga. So again, like I said, this is the first time in the whole movie series that Voldemort actually goes into Harry's body. And throughout the movie series, one will notice that Harry, as the series goes on, it starts to get much darker in the way that the films are made at least and you can see this wrestling that Harry goes through with confronting this darkness within him and I think that when we are working with our traumatic experiences we recognize that there is residual residue from the traumatic wounds that we have experienced and Voldemort in the series is the connection to the dark death dealing side of the psyche and initially this character in the psyche can serve as a protector to protect the psyche from complete annihilation but eventually if if that is pushed away and left to the unconscious it gets more and more powerful and it becomes the as as cowshed says the agent of dissociation so dis is the defensive self structure that keeps us perpetuating these cycles of being stuck in dissociation he says on page 93 of the book 
Jungian writers focus on Dis's role as an agent of dissociation, in other words, as a personification of the psyche's dissociative defenses. Traumatic experience in early childhood is managed by dissociation, which chops up the components of experience and makes life possible in compartments. But trauma is kept alive in the inner world by continued dissociative attack, and this is where dis comes in. If it weren't for this active inner character, trauma would probably extinguish over time, but it doesn't. It is kept alive by dis. So this is where the protective part of the psyche flips and becomes the persecutor, the killer, the perpetuator of darkness. He continues on to say that Dis's effect in his struggle to stay alive in the psyche is poignantly described by contemporary writer Eckhart Tolle. Tolle identifies the agency we're describing as Dis as a residue of accumulated childhood pain that becomes lodged in the mind and the body as a negative energy field called the pain body. Tolle describes a useful analysis of this entity's MO. So Eckhart Tolle says that the pain body just wants to survive, just like every other entity in existence, and it can only survive if it gets you to unconsciously identify with it. It can then rise up, take you over, become you, and live through you. It needs to get its food through you. It will feed on any experience that resonates with its own kind of energy. Anything that creates further pain in whatever form, anger, destructiveness, hatred, grief, emotional drama, violence, and even illness. So the pain body, when it has taken you over, will create a situation in your life that reflects back on its own energy frequency for it to feed on. Pain can only feed on pain. So once the pain body has taken you over, you want more pain. You become a victim or a perpetrator. You want to inflict pain or you want to suffer pain or both. So in this clip that I've offered to you, if you actually click on it and watch it, the movie sequence takes you through after Voldemort has entered into Harry's body he drops to his knees and feels like he's being completely taken over by this character. His eyes change, his voice becomes meshed together with Voldemort's voice. And then the the movie takes you through imagery of flashbacks of all of these very traumatic, painful periods in Harry's life when his, his parents were killed by Voldemort, when you know, he saw the death of his classmate when he saw the death of his godfather. So all of these very painful moments, dementors, all of these very dark images flash within Harry. And this is exactly what Tolle is talking about, about the pain body trying to feed and source itself on destructiveness, pain, anger, loss, hatred, all of these things that it cannot live without. And the way that dis works in the psyche the agent of dissociation it try when it becomes this very dark perpetrator its goal is to subtly be a trickster and make you think that that you have the same values as it that you want the same destruction it wants you feel the same hatred it feels and this is where the work with trauma gets really interesting because 
as Cowshed says, Dis gets his energy through seducing the ego into identification, into believing the truth of his negative interpretations of reality. These negative interpretations represent stories that explain the suffering in terms of an innocent victim and an evil perpetrator scenarios. And the more this reality becomes accepted as real, the more depressed and shame-ridden the inner child of the trauma survivor becomes. In this sense, Dis is like a vampire feeding on the host's lifeblood, having no life energy of its own. The depressing result is a true Faustian pact with the innocent remainder of the whole self and the devil inside. And in this scene in Harry Potter, again, Voldemort flashes all of these images and he tries to get Harry to identify with the darkness. And a big part in this scene is actually the presence of Dumbledore saying it's not about how you are alike, it is how you are not. And then... Harry cultivates this inner strength to separate identification. So he starts to notice that he's being possessed. And he starts to differentiate himself and create space between himself and Voldemort. And then in the scenes, all of his friends, Hermione, Ron walk in and see this possession taking place. And he he sees them and he gets this cascade of memories, of friendship, of love, of, of being loved and being held in, the, in that space that the magical world in Hogwarts has provided him. And it is through that love that creates the end of the possession. Voldemort is no longer able to feed on Harry if he is filled with that deep sense of love. And I feel like that is such a, a potent part in the trauma healing process is the process of differentiating the ego from these perpetrating destructive parts. Because again, these parts try to feed the ego old stories and then the ego will identify them and then feel shame and disgust that actually is directed towards the perpetrators of the trauma becomes fueled internally and so we feel shame and disgust for ourselves and then that inner perpetrator feeds on that shame and disgust and it becomes just this negative feedback loop where continual stories are fed if the ego identifies with it we feel shame disgust and then it just continues on until we disrupt that and I have certainly seen in my work with perpetrators like Dis that it does take profound acts of love to create enough space for the ego to release itself from the story of Dis and to open up into a new story and again I encourage you to click on the link in the show notes and really feel the feeling of this scene because it is so incredibly archetypal because it's not as if we have Voldemort's 
actually coming into our body what happens in trauma is typically during the traumatic experience like Cowshed says our psyche splits into different compartments and this figure comes in and acts as a protector of that but then eventually can flip so that is an archetypal motif in the trauma healing space and so if you go and watch this scene think about the moments in which you've dealt with your own inner traumas and how these inner factors that perpetuate on us feeding on the stories of darkness and it's not that we just completely say that darkness is bad and push it away and other it but it is as seen in this scene it is through love connection friendship relationship that we are able to transcend possession of the traumatic complex of Voldemort, of Dis. And so again, if you are interested in having more in-depth conversations about this psycho-spiritual approach to trauma healing, Recognize Book Club starts on April 24th. And as always, every book club that we have is pay what you want. And so you get to choose the price. And that's a way that we keep this model very community-based and we allow space for everybody no matter what your budget is and so if you're interested in joining a community that dialogues about things just like these i would encourage you to go check it out and i'll put the link with all of the details for the book club in the show notes and so i hope that this was a fun way to amplify an archetypal motif that commonly occurs in trauma and i hope to see you guys in the book club Other than that, we will talk on Sunday. Bye, guys.